Welcome, mortals. I'm Kendall. I'm Brianna. And I'm Simon. And this is When the Light Goes Out. Today, we have a special guest with us. We got Simon here. Woo! No. I'm happy to be here. Damn, look it's at these live. Look at these streaks. Oh my God, they're so big. Oh my Just God. very honored to be here with these guys. Yes. Oh my gosh. Oh, we're so happy to have you. Oh my gosh. Like, wow, thank you so first much. Very special, special guest, including um, her cats, which. Bunny and Boo. No, I can't wait to hear what you got, Kendall. Oh my god, I have a cute one today for you guys. Cute. Not even cute, but creepy. Spooky, I think. Kind of, kind of creepy. Kind of cute. Spooky vibe. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> no, it's okay. It's all right. Um, you know, I like to do my little movie of the week. I don't know, Simon. What do you think would be a good movie, horror movie, to recommend to everyone? Ooh, of the week? I haven't seen any new ones recently. I did like, didn't you suggest uh, Smile the other day? <gasps> oh, I did suggest Smile, yeah. That one does look excellent, and I haven't seen it yet. Definitely go see that, and, yeah. You know, really another good. one coming out is they are making another one of the Michael Myers franchise. <gasps> oh, that's all true. They Holy are shit. making another yeah. one, which I'm kind of <clears throat> hesitant to see, personally. You know, because Fair, what, yeah. there's like 36 of them now. You know? <laughs> well, that's, yeah, that's actually really true. But, yeah, you know, true. like it's a cult classic. You know, like everybody I'm loves yeah. you know, the Michael Myers films. You know, it's so. supposed to be like the last one. I think it comes out this Friday. So, yeah, on Peacock. Yeah, yeah, it'll be past. So, this comes out on Monday, guys, but it'll be, it should be out like the Friday that. You know, Friday before this, I think, right? Something like that. So, definitely go see that. That sounds really cool. Good. One to see. see yeah, if it's good, you I'll know? be there soon. How about you, Bri? You over there quiet? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I'm just taking it all in. <laughs> the ambiance. I love the it. Ambiance. Well, I won't waste too much time diving in. Um, I got a story for you oh, guys. Okay, Sorry. go ahead. Hold on. I'm putting that in there. No, I'm just kidding. I won't. Um, <laughs> Put it in. No. <laughs> Secretly, just throw it in there. Please don't. That's something I loved about that. Is like he was like, take it out, and you're like, no. <laughs> I know. Like, like there's been half the, the episodes is like. People no. love it. People love when we don't cut out stuff. They love the. What are you not cutting out? Moving on. So I don't want to spend too much time on you know the banter, but uh, I just wanted to say again, thanks guys for listening today. Uh, we really are just loving all the love that we're getting back from everyone, our friends and family. First of all, you guys are amazing. Simon, you're amazing. You know, I love you guys. Oh my God. Period. <laughs> Period. Pretty cool. Period. Um, and yeah, so I have a story for you guys today. And this is the weird, but also mysterious case of Sherman Ranch, which also is known to be Skinwalker Ranch. Ooh. Oh yeah. Spooky. <laughs> Very. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Skinwalkers are interesting. Oh my God. Yeah. It greets me out. But not only just Skinwalkers, we're going to just dive a little more into the past and history of Skinwalker Ranch and how it can be basically to be what it is today. So <laughs> I'm literally reading off of like Bree's tablet, but also my notes. So if you hear page flipping throughout this, guys, just ignore it. It's fine. We're good. We're all good. All right. So 
Skinwalker Ranch. It was previously known as Sherman Ranch, and it is a 512-acre secure suite located in Ballard, Utah, on the Unitaw Basin, documented to be an infested site with a lot of paranormal and UFO sightings. Fun. We love that. Um, the Utah Basin is named after the Ute Tribe, which is uh, the property we know today as Skinwalker Ranch. In 1789, a treaty between the Utes and the Navajo had been broken for sharing the, uh, after sharing lands. The Utes, fortunately for them, had tie, uh, made ties with the U.S. government, and with that on their side, granted them rights to the land. So... Unfortunately for the Navajo, they didn't get the land, but in return, the Navajo tribe had cursed the land and called the curse the Skinwalker Curse. Now, with the history of how the land came to be owned shortly after the native, um, sorry, the natives of Unitaw Basin have spoken, they had ex- uh, experienced what they had called shape-shifting demonic entities. They called, God, I don't even know how to pronounce this. You see this? <laughs> um, what's that? Ye Naladushi. Ye Naladushi. So. Not the douchey. I love it. The douchey. Uh, douce. No. Um, so <laughs> that transfers. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> that transfers to by means of it, it goes on all fours. Uh, strange occurrences have been witnessed ever since, but the biggest reported case is the case of the Sherman family. Bum, bum, bum. Yeah, literally. What did you say a couple weeks ago? Like, insert something here. I'll put oh, it. I don't even remember. Fuck. Maybe I'll put it in insert there. Insert dramatic pause. Dramatic here. pause. I don't know. Maybe I I'll put it in there. That'll be cute. I'll put it in there. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> So, in the fall of 1994, Terry and Gwen Sherman wanted to buy a ranch with their young son and daughter. Terry really needed a nice ranch that could be used to show off his show cattle, or at least house his show cattle. And eventually they came across a 40-acre ranch, sorry, 480-acre ranch right in the middle of the Unitaw Basin. That's a really big piece of land. That's a big-ass piece of land. That's a lot. I'm like, I want one. Um, But... You know that? (laughs) No, I'm not one. (laughs) Luckily, I don't think there was, because it was Utah, so I think it was just kind of all, like, sand or desert, wherever, whatever's in Utah. Utah is... If anyone lives in Utah, I think you're thinking Nevada. Nevada is that Nevada? Oh, that's true. Okay, I guess it's like more like grass or plains. I did put that in here. So stupid right now. If anyone knows, (laughs) what does Utah? My mom's in Utah, but I don't think she'll tell me. But um, oh my god, Ken! Literally, guys, if anyone's from Utah, I'm so sorry. Moving on. (laughs) Anyone but mom. (laughs) No, seriously, you're right. Now, there's no denying how beautiful the property was with its views of terrain, the Red Rock Ridge, and the abundance of space that Otley just um, was really cheap, which is a question to ask. Why was it so cheap? But that shit's cursed. <laughs> you're right. No less, the family didn't even care. They just came to the agreement to buy the property, and they just, you know, decided to move in. But... 
they can move in under one condition. They were told never to dig on the land without consulting with the previous owners first. The couple agreed and soon moved into their new home, but on the very first day they moved in, their daughter had told them something about the house just felt very weird about it. Now, right away, Terry and Gwen noticed every door in the house had been fixed with deadbolts on both sides of the door, windows were bolted shut, and huge metal chains were fixed on the side of the house as if there were guard dogs to keep, you know, something at bay. That's... Terrifying. Literally the start of every horror movie. Literally. Where <laughs> are the chainsaws? Let me tell y'all, this whole entire story is a horror movie. Um, but nevertheless, the family continued to settle in their new home and clean up. Um, just, you know, took caution and uh, just cleaned up what any of the previous owners had left behind. So one afternoon, as Terry and Gwen were unlocking their truck, they spotted what appeared to be a very large animal. What almost was kind of a cross between a bear and a big black dog. Now, Gwen tried to shrug it off as if it was just a wolf or something at that, but the creature had kept creeping up to them while they were in their truck, and it was coming closer and closer in a weird kind of zigzag direction. The creature had then came up close enough to the kettle pin, but it walked right past the kettle pin straight for them. They described this animal as having kind of like shiny gray hair and had blue eyes, kind of like with wolf, wolf features. But from their surprise, the creature was very calm and even allowed them to even pet it. Really? <laughs> yeah. And yeah, of course it, you would pet it. That's the first that's thought. That's the first thing yeah. you should do, right? Uh, not me, no. <laughs> but instantly, it got into defensive mode and ran over to the cattle. And before Terry or Gwen, uh, Gwen could even have time to react, it took half. Sorry, it took the calf's head and clenched it into its jaw. Terry then goes to grab its gun, uh, his gun, and shoots it directly in the back. But the creature wasn't even uh, fazed by it. Nothing happens. And after several bullet shots were shot, the beast had then decided to run off. And it was still completely unharmed. Now, Terry had tried tracking down the animal prints through the mud in an attempt to kill the animal, but footprints mysteriously stopped and vanished. Now, only a couple weeks later, the creature is spotted again near the ranch by Gwen as she's driving back home from work. As she stops at the entrance gate to uh, to her home, she opened it, but got back in her car and noticed the creature started walking up to the side of her car. But this time, oddly enough, there were two of them. Mm. And the weird thing about the second one is, is that its head, as she tells it, was just weirdly deformed and the head was just bigger than its body. So it was very disproportionate. And both of them slowly creeped around her car, and as she sat quiet, she just waited until they just wandered off. Understandably, Gwen went to the police to share that her family was being harassed by these wolf-like creatures, but she was told that there had been no wolves in the area at the time by the police. I feel like, what would the police do? Yeah, that's a good question, too. I asked myself the same question. You should have went to, like, some wildlife. Well, that's what I was thinking. I'm like, bitch, why would you go to police? They're really going to do. Tell you, is it a person? Yeah, thank you. But um, luckily, they have provided her, actually, with a list of various species 
uh, that sounded similar to what she was describing. And Gwen had pointed out one of them and said, that looks pretty close to it. But the officer explained that that is a dire wolf, and those creatures have been extinct for more than 10,000 years. Unfortunately, nothing comes of this, and the family tries to carry on with their lives, but the weird shit just continued. They began to realize that their belongings in their home started going missing. At the uh, sorry. At first, it was small items, just like kitchen utensils and knickknacks or whatever, and they thought, you know, it's a new house, we're probably just losing stuff over the place. I mean, I probably would too, I lose shit all the time, so whatever. But one day, while Terry had been working and fixing up the area around the house, he quickly noticed when he left a post hole digger, the post hole digger is like a, it's kind of like a big drill. It's kind of like, it's really heavy. Oh, yeah, it just takes a lot. Yeah. yeah. Like a certain amount of... Weren't they told not to dig? (laughs) Thank you, right? (laughs) (laughs) And as soon as he returned... uh, Sorry, I skipped a couple uh, couple things. Um, So he had left a uh, postal digger outside on the ground, and he went to go grab a wrench from his truck. And as soon as he returned to the post uh, hole digger, it was not there. It was just gone. Now, at this point, he's just thinking, okay, someone's fucking with me. Like, I need to look for it. So he's looking, he's looking for it everywhere, but it's nowhere to be found. So he goes by the nearby woods, and he sees it stuck in a tree. Stuck in a tree? It's stuck in a tree, like, just hanging up in a tree. Like, no one could have just what? did that in it's that amount of time fast. that That's quickly. Crazy. Isn't that creepy? Ooh, so... Terry soon began to recall the warning, like you said, that the previous owners had left him, clearly warning him that he should not dig on the land, and he obviously clearly chose to ignore it. So there's that. Uh, Yeah, come on. Respect the land. Get it together, Terry. (laughs) Put it in reverse, Terry. (laughs) I love it. Um,. So the days went by, and Terry and the fam are, were out one evening just walking the terrain when they began hearing what sounded like metal on metal just banging together. That sounded really weird. <laughs> just smashing together uh, very loudly somewhere above them. <laughs> and at first glance, they see nothing but just 100 yards in front of them of orange bright lights. Orange? Orange. Like, three little dots of orange spotlights in front Hell of them. Hell no. Weird. Mm-hmm. Hell no. They walk towards it, and as they look at the orange bright light, it quickly reacts and shoots higher in the sky and then back down again, and then it just does this over and over again. And at the same time, they're hearing this metal clashing in the background, and all at once, everything just goes silent. Now... Terry is hell-bent on getting to the bottom of this, and he spends a week-long amount of time just looking for answers. I think it's funny, too. I spelled bottom, B-T-T-M, which is, like, bottom for... Anyways, we won't go there. (laughs) Don't catch on to my drift. Okay. I'm changing over to my notes. All right. So, one night, it's 30 degrees in Utah. Terry's out. He's got nothing, he's cold, and he just chooses to head back home towards his house for warmth. But right right before he does, he spots a large object in the sky in front of him, and he claims it to be extraterrestrial. Terry crouches down to see what will happen next, and just as he does that, 
the lights on it mysteriously go out and quickly it zips off over the ridge and it's nowhere to be seen in sight. Now, only a week had passed after that when Gwen had seen the same exact thing. The two had researched to check to see if there were any military bases nearby, because, I mean, I guess that would make sense. Maybe it was some kind of military machine or whatever. But there wasn't anything in the area at the time. And there was a small airport close by, but uh, as they found, there was nothing of that kind of equipment that would be there. And the planes were not as high-tech as it seemed to be when they saw it. So they described the craft to be this kind of triangular kind of object that had been multicolored with lights. And then they also spotted it from afar to have those orange red, those orange bright lights that I said. The creepy part about this is that Terry at the time had to point out that he had pointed his gun towards the craft that he saw that night. And he looked into his rifle scope to see if he could see inside. But the weird thing that he saw through it was that in the craft, it kind of seemed as if there was like this blue color inside of it, but it kind of looked like the nights, it like kind of looked like it was daytime inside of it. Like as if, like if you look through it, mm-hmm. it kind of looked like the other side was light. And it was mm-hmm. kind of just a weird trippy, I don't know, kind of experience. And that's just what he took from it. So that was that. And so the occurrences kind of settled for a while, and then winter had came, and the Sherman family experienced for their first snowstorm on the ranch. Now, one late afternoon, Terry had got up to check this, uh, his cattle just to make sure, you know, they're safe from the storm, and he goes to ha- make a head count and realized that one of the cattle are missing. It's not random for something like this to happen, apparently, but obviously if it's winter, you want to make sure that your cattle's okay, you want to make sure they're all good, you want to make sure they don't get frozen out there and lost. So Terry had tracked the footprints to find uh, the tracks spread out as if it started running, and it just disappeared, weirdly enough. And the cow was just never found, and months had passed by, former cows go missing. Then in April of 1995, Terry and Gwen's son was walking not far from the house when he had seen a cow that was loose stuck in the mud, and it was struggling. So what does the son do? Of course, he goes to get his dad or mom, and it takes about 10 to 15 minutes, I want to say, to go get this. Um, and they're it's a huge parents. Farm, yeah. yeah, it's a huge yeah. farm. So he goes to get his parents. Yeah. And before they came back, when they came back, they noticed the cow was dead. But not only dead, its bottom half was precisely cut and the insides were completely mutilated. Wow. I know. <laughs> R.I.P. R.I.P. Even creepier enough, there was no blood found at all. So no blood whatsoever, none that were in it, none that were around it. It was just completely mutilated clean. Like you would have to have some really good surgical precision. Yeah. Surgical precision, a lot of time or multiple people. Yeah. And keep in mind, this all happened within like 10 to 15 minutes. So the fact that this can happen so quickly. It's like nigh impossible. Not even possible. Right. So... Months and months go by and more cows go missing. Same thing happens to all these cows. And, of course, at this point, you know, it's just getting really bad. <laughs> mm. I mean, this is some weird stuff I've not heard about skin really? before. 
Because, like, I have heard about skinwalkers and, like, I, I have heard about, like, you know, them mimicking voices and all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff mm-hmm. and all that nonsense. The orbs are kind of different. The know? orbs are kind of you know, different. That, that doesn't really give me skinwalker kind of vibes. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a whole different story, so it's interesting. It is creepy enough. And, of course, I mean, like I, I like I said before, I, the natives had said, you know, previously that... It did seem like there were some kind of species on the land that kind of was kind of like a, I don't know, kind of, what's the word? Uh, of course, but word you word? know what, like, it's just, the, the crazy thing is it's so prevalent still. Yeah, like, it is. within these communities mm-hmm. still, which is kind of crazy. Yeah, I see people on TikTok talking about that stuff. All the time. All the time. All the, time. All the fucking time. You know, that's weird, too. I didn't even, you know, out of all the shit that I was watching about this, I had not seen one thing about, like, you know, anything from TikTok. But I feel like after this, I want to go on and kind of see what I'll find about yeah, Skinwalkers. You see a lot of it. It's literally, like, some that's random so guy who's like, oh, bring my friend to the reservation. And he sees, you know, the someone, most wise. someone knocking on the door. And, like, you know, the person, wow. individual who lives on the reservation is like, do not fucking open yeah, the door the ones you know? i always see are like the rules of what you're not supposed yeah you to do. you do not like you're open not the supposed door. to go, not go outside out. at night if you hear like, voices no you didn't oh my because God. like the don't, mimicking of like voices stuff like you'll hear like mimicking of crying yeah like you know like a crying child or crying woman yeah stuff. like it could be mimicking yeah i've seen tiktoks where it's um people like outside and you can hear the like from the trees you can hear like screaming and it's like, oh, you're screaming, no, you didn't. Oh, you want to run out, right? <laughs> no. Okay. No, you're fine. You want to run out. Yeah. Like, you know, you're being called, like, ignore it. Woo! Yeah, no, I... Real creepy stuff. Can it be me? I think, um, if I'm not mistaken, I think Post Malone had went on the reservation with a re- researcher and literally... Yeah, he did, like, a paranormal episode. Yeah, I it did. Does... it was that, though. Did it, was, it was Skinwalker Ranch, but it was, like, paranormal... <sighs> It was on TV, right? Yeah, it was yeah, on yeah, TV. Yeah. Um, I don't even know how to really even explain it, because I, I saw a brief, like, episode about it, but it was, like, Skinwalker, Skinwalker Ranch. I remember because, like, you know, like you said, the area is so big and everything, yeah. they had been able to check out some of it, and I'll discuss this later, but the property is obviously under, you know, reservation. You can't yeah. just go on it. It's private. But um, <clears throat> I think he went on and they were looking for, like, spirits and such because there were, you know, many other cases of people who have seen or heard paranormal things on the reservation and stuff. So that's just crazy, though. Par- like, Post Malone, who would know? Of all people. I know, man. <laughs> I mean, shout out Post Malone. Shout out Post Malone. Yeah. Posty. Oh, yeah. Posty. What's good? In 313. <laughs> we're going to end it right here. sorry okay um back on topic where the hell was i uh right so like i said um terry and gwen are you know staking out to see if there's any activity are going to happen um they're waiting to see you know if there's any paranormal ufo wolf sightings anything like that to happen because their kettle is being taken and they spot the blue orb that's on the tree line and at that moment, it starts hovering past the horse pen, 
to them and it gets closer and closer. And then with a closer look at the object, it had appeared to have a texture made of glass and it made a weird metal sound, like I had said before, that weird clinging sound. And just as quick, uh, just as quick as Gwen could get out her flashlight, she gets a closer look at it and it literally flies extremely quickly, like it's so quick across the tree line and disappears. Just Gone. Gone. Now, the next night, Terry tries his luck again, but this time, Terry puts his three dogs to work, and he uses them to help him at least try to catch what this thing is. Now, that orb, like I said before, did come spotted the next day, but at the same time that that orb came, the dog started barking very loudly towards the wooded area in the opposite direction. The dogs go loose towards the area that they're barking at, and Terry is completely terrified, but tries to, you know, catch him as soon as he can. Unfortunately, the dogs just went into the woods, and so he didn't want to go alone. And the dogs just don't come back for the next day. No way. Now, unfortunately, to say... Terry headed back out that next day to see if he could find the dogs. And unfortunately, when he headed out to look in the same wooded area the next day, he was petrified and in disbelief to find that the three large, there were three large masses of what looked like incarcerated flesh. It was the three dogs. Oh my God. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry, God. I feel like a horrible person for even saying that. The cows were No, I, I don't want to be like that fucked up person right mm-hmm. here. No, like, no, go ahead. that's terrible. But what interests me is, was in the same way like that you talked about the cow earlier. Yeah. How was that clean cut, mm-hmm. you know, mutilation? Mm-hmm. You yeah, know, the dogs was it different. the same thing with the dogs? And the dogs were different, like completely different. It seemed as if the dogs were burned, like they just been evaporated or something. Oh my God. So that's what he found the next day. The cows were totally different as if you could perform like a whole, you know, surgery on the cow or something. And you just took out all of its insides and nothing else was there. It's very odd. Yeah. It's really weird. (laughs) Like why the cows versus the dogs. The dogs and, you know, what these kind of different animals Mm -hmm. take and things like that. But I'll get off the topic of the dogs. I promise it doesn't come around again. So that's good. Um, But this incident really just put the Sherman family over the edge. Of course, as I would. My dogs are fucking... Oh my God. Yeah. And they really want to answer. So at at that point, they just, you know, they took it very personal. They looked out for... Reached out for help, I should say. And they reached out to a lot of people. They didn't really find a lot of help. But they did find when they reached out, a retired science teacher by the name of Joseph Jr. Hicks. Now, Mr. Hicks had helped them kind of understand what may have been going on because he did track for a long time, for at least, I want to say, decades, um, the activity that was on this reservation or around it. And they have figured out that there was a lot, actually a lot of activity that wasn't that was happening. So it wasn't uncommon that they were experiencing all that they were experiencing. And crazy enough, they had figured out that prior to Sherman's residence, the Hicks had collected over 400 sightings of recordings of UFOs, paranormal, 
and things wow. such as that. 400? Over 400. That's a lot. I know. It is crazy. For one place? That's For a one lot. place. And dozens of recorded animal mutilations, by the way, too. So it wasn't just really? them that had this. Mm-hmm. And this dated back to actually the early 1900s. Now, they still have found no concrete evidence of what was uh, happening around them, and they had finally unfortunately given up and sold the ranch in 1996 to a businessman by the name of Robert Bigelow. Since then, the ranch has been a private terrain for researchers such as National the National Institute for Discovery Science Program to perform experiments and tests on just, you know, different sightings, UFOs, things like that. And unfortunately, nothing has really been recorded since then. But as you know it today, it is called Skinwalker Ranch. And there has been so many different types of just researchers investigators, people have come throughout that, you know, area just to check. I mean, a lot of people call it pretty much another Area 51. Area 51 is in Nevada, by the way. And um, yeah, so that is, you know, the crazy story of the Sherman family, how it got its crazy reputation of what it is today. And yeah, yeah, this is definitely different from what I know, too. Like Simon was saying, yeah. Not, like, this sounds more almost like alien to mm-hmm. me rather than what I've heard. Like, what I've heard about them, like the creatures, is that they like morph shapes into. That is what skinwalkers are known to be. Yeah. I mean, yeah. and then, like, yeah. this is like the basis of the Making story. Noises. Like, yeah. usually here is like Skinwalker Ranch, is where you're like, wait, what the hell is a skinwalker? Yeah. And you look that kind of stuff up. But it's definitely intriguing to hear that there was other aspects to this story mm-hmm. you know other aspects to this family story such as the sightings such as the yeah. orbs such as the lights they saw in the sky yeah it's almost very like interesting aliens. to see yeah you know and that is one of the things i wanted to highlight i mean i could obviously do skin skinwalker ranch all day i think a lot of people know the story or at least they know a lot of what happens around skinwalker ranch because it is so widely known but i really wanted to just go to the origins understand and tell people you know or tell you guys or you listeners you know what that's all about and such because it is really crazy and i found a lot of information about it that i was just kind of like surprised about but i think the more surprising one was the sherman family which is why i was like oh shit we definitely need to highlight this family tell them right. what happened and all these other things so and i think that's great to hear because like i said earlier like a lot of what you see on like tiktok and a yeah. lot of these videos is just like a short clip of like don't go outside if you hear this oh yeah guys. And it's about skinwalkers if... and you don't really know what's going on yeah. you know like you you like read the comments you see some certain things mm-hmm. but you don't get the full story yeah that is really true i mean i think you know what this reminds me of? Have you guys ever seen Courage the Cowardly Dog? Mm, yes. You know what that is? Courage okay. the Cowardly Dog? Oh, Courage. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. you've seen that? Okay, yeah. It reminds me of that. Like, kind of how, like, in that yeah. show, like, there are so many they, different things yeah, that were happening. They, there's, like, a I whole wonder... conspiracy theory about that, actually. Ooh. I wonder... There's a whole ass conspiracy theory about it where, like, God, I'm trying to remember. Like, I, I, I think that the the actual owners died and the dog is kind of imagining all this shit or (gasps) something like that 
Why don't, don't I just get chills? Me on this. <laughs> I wonder, don't quote me on this. Yeah. But I swear I read that somewhere or something oh along those lines. You know, I could definitely see that. Some episodes were fucking creepy. They're weird. Creepy. But I wonder if it was kind of based on this. A I was just going like, to say, I wonder so if this similar. is based. Yeah. Because it's literally a house in the middle of nowhere on a bunch of land and all these weird, like, Shit scary, going paranormal on. things. Yeah. Can we also talk about how that was a children's show? It was a children's show. Like, I loved the Cartoon show. Network. <laughs> used to be fucking fire. Okay, yeah. Cartoon yeah. Network was my favorite. goes I fucked off. Disney, fuck Nickelodeon. Cartoon Network was my favorite. I was a Cartoon Network kid. Hey, Cartoon. Tell, if you couldn't tell. <laughs> no, I definitely, I definitely get that. I was too. I was kind of like all over the place, but no, Cartoon Network Dog fucked me up because they were like... I love that show though. What was that one episode? Return the Slab. <laughs> no, I remember the one with like the weird, it kind of looked like the one screaming... Oh yeah, the uh, oh my god! I know exactly what you're talking like, about. Was like, it was just out in the open. Oh my yeah. god! Oh, stop! Oh. The little shades of hair. Oh, no! <laughs> no. Ugh. Well, guys, yeah. Mm, I hope that gave you a little bit of spook spook because definitely gave me something. <laughs> a little spooky, little spooky moment. Uh, well, I'm excited too because we have what two more extra bonus episodes, and I don't think we have talked much about what we want to do for Halloween yet. But I'm sure we will give you something cute. So something good. I keep saying something cute like that. It's just gonna make the situation better. It's not better. gonna be cute. It's gonna be spooky. It ain't gonna be cute. It'll be spooky though. <laughs> so y'all better be ready. <laughs> <laughs> But nonetheless, thank you guys so much for listening, and we uh, really hope to see you guys again soon. Thank you to our guest star. Thank you to our no, guest star. Thank you guys for having me, really. Oh, you guys he'll be are doing back. A great job. I really love the podcast. We love you, I'm Simon. Happy to be here. Guys, if you like Simon, give us a thumbs up on iTunes, Spotify, everything else. Everything. <laughs> oh, stop. Tell your family stop. about Simon. Tell your friends about Simon because he is on this podcast. <laughs> you never know. He'll be back. So. I'm just happy to be here. <laughs> we love you. All right, take it away. Um, as always, some ways to reach us are going to be Instagram at when the light underscore goes out. Personal Instagrams are at this is Kendall Hudson and mine is at Brianna underscore Doyen. Facebook is going to be when the light goes out. Twitter, WTLGO podcast. And the email is WTLGO inquiries at gmail.com. As always, feel free to DM us, comment. Give us any suggestions on cases or stories to cover and leave your own spooky stories. Maybe if we have enough, that could be something in October. That would be kind of fun. Yes. Kind of spooky, so send them over ASAP. ASAP. So we can get those stories all and subscribe. Yes, like he said. Subscribe. <laughs> Bunny and Boo say subscribe, please. Yes, hell yeah. <laughs> well, on that note, we will catch you next time when the light goes out. Woo! Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> when the light goes, goes out, out. you already know what the fuck's going on. I love it. <laughs>